buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. I, of course, am in Florida, Punta Gorda, Florida, and uh, Gary is up in the Twin Ports. So, Gary, good afternoon. How are you, sir? Jim, we're doing real good. It's um, good to be back. Yep. Well, and that, to... I, I would say the temperature, the temperature distance or difference between Florida and um, the Northland has has eased a little bit. Um, it's about 70 here, and you said it's going to approach 30, so that's only a 40-degree difference. That's not too bad, huh? Well, no, it's not, but uh, <laughs> I'd much rather be where you are, believe me, than uh, yeah. um, the, the cold temps and all that stuff. But uh, overall, we've had a pretty decent winter up here, you know, through the end of the year. And then uh, once you pass to the first of the year, kind of all heck broke loose. But uh, it uh, we're on the downslide of it. We've, we've I, officially, you know, that first, as you get in that first week of February, that's kind of the dog days of winter, you know, where you're kind of in between, you're in the midpoint of, uh, of winter. It's the middle of winter, you know. It's like the dog days of summer in the first week of August. And uh, we're in the, in the uh, dog days of winter right now. So we're starting to come out of it. The nice thing is that the the sunlight lasts a little bit longer, you know, during the end at the end of the day. You know, it's getting to be five thirty, six o'clock before it starts to get dark, and that's always nice. And sunrise right. is coming up a little bit early, so you can tell that things are going to start breaking here soon, and um, that's always good. But Jim, boy, the local real estate market—I, I, you know—I don't know how yours is, but we are back in season. Or session, there you go, or schools in, or whatever you want to call it. But it is back, and it is hot, and it is multiple offers, and I have, I, I the, the, you know, the one thing that that is really noticeable to me is we don't have a lot of homes that come on the market up here right now. You know, we're still, you know, when it comes to single family homes, it's just that time of year. But when one does come on the market. It's like a frenzy. Right. I mean, it's happening again. And, you know, you get in there and you go in these houses and, and all of these cards on, on the, you know, that people leave. You can just see that there's like incredible amounts of showings going on on these houses. And uh, I was talking to one of our agents last week. I went into one of his listings and he called me and he said, hey, you got me an offer on this one? And I said, no, nah, I'm not. We're not going to write on it. He goes, and this, this had been on the market for Maybe 24 hours. Right. He said, we've had 28 showings and I've got seven offers already. Right. And so this price point from, you know, you don't see much stuff coming in, in the market under 175 too much anymore. But I'd say 175 to 350, it's just on fire. Yeah. It's just absolutely on fire. Yeah, to me, it's funny how um, also people have had to adjust, um, you know, to uh, the changing market. Where in in um, 
in years past, I guess, um, when the market changed, there was kind of like, uh, you know, um, but it's changed so fast in the last, you know, let's say 10 years over and over again, you know, up and up and up that, you know, people aren't really blinking about it. They don't like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So you got seven offers on 20 showings. So yeah, that's about a third of the people that look at a house. Um, that definitely means that, uh, it's, it's just a little bit tight on inventory. Wouldn't you say? Well, it is, it is. And and the other thing too, is that upper end market, you're starting to see some of those houses come on the market again. And, um, one of the things that kind of was intriguing to me last year was, was the upper end market seeing the record prices that people were paying for these high dollar homes. And I had been involved in a couple of them and the, um, as a listing agent, one of the things that, you know, when you have, when you get multiple offers on a house, that's six, seven, $800,000 or more, and you have multiple offers on them, you know, one of the things we do is very similar to what you do on a lower price home is you want the banking qualifications. Surprisingly, on these upper dollar homes, uh, and one in particular that I was involved with as a listing agent, all of the offers that we had, and we had like four offers on it, Yeah, they were, they were all cash. They were all cash. Yep. And so... With those offers, they have to provide proof of funds. You have to show us that you have the money. And how do they do that? Well, they send a bank statement or they send a stock statement or they send whatever. I was somewhat surprised, and and I kind of um, attribute this to uh, people that are buying these upper-end houses. Um, They've got these stock... Um, portfolios and I think people are concerned that there's going to be some type of a correction in the stock market well there already have and, been somewhat well know. there but it hasn't been significant I mean the stock market I mean it's I mean when I say a correction I mean several thousand point drop I think we've had close to you know a, a thousand point drop here recently but it's gained some of it back and, you know, but I mean, you know, if you remember back when we started in this pandemic back in March and April of 2020 and the stock market, I think at that time was at, at uh, uh, this is the Dow at uh, 26,000, 27,000 or something like that. When when all of this hysteria came initially, that stock market dropped to like 17,000. And I mean, it was a massive, it was a massive drop, 10,000 points, 11,000 points. Um, and I think people are a little bit concerned about that again, that if we get into, you know, something else, if we have the supply chain issue and they start, you know, pulling food off the shelves and, you know, toilet paper and all that kind of stuff. And we run into where we don't have, you know, some of the necessities. I think that that could trigger another uh, stock market tumble. And I think people are concerned about that. And so I think what they're doing is they're, they're, they're cashing out of, of their, some, some of their stock portfolios right. and they're buying real estate. And, and I heard an interesting comment uh, from one of the, the buyers through their agent that he said they, they, you know, they're cashing out and, you know, these are what they call hard assets. 
And one of my clients uh, also explained this to me as well. And she indicated that, you know, in, in her opinion, you know, the um, hard assets are better than paper assets because paper assets can disappear, you know, boom, just like that. Right. But if you have a hard asset and something real, real tangible, um, I think that that gives them a little bit more comfort. And, and so the, 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 and we, and Jim, you and I have talked about this over the years. You know, real estate is one of those tangible assets to where you can you can hold it, you can have it, you can hug it, you can feel it, you can do whatever, and it's always going to be a value to it. You know, and yes, the values are going to go up and down, but the only time the values matter is when you sell it and when you buy it. That's the only time values matter. I mean, in the in between, it's your house, it's it's your place that you hang out, what you have, be it an investment property or be it your single family home, you know, be it some land, be it whatever. The only time the value really matters is when you buy it and when you sell it. Exactly. And um, I think, um, uh, so I think people in these upper hills, I think they're cashing in some of their money and buying stuff that they want. That's a hard asset, something tangible that they can have. The, The likelihood of them losing it uh, overnight on, you know, on a volatile type of a stock market, I mean, doesn't appeal to them as much. Yeah, or, or or cryptocurrency, which has been kind of volatile. Well, crypto, have you seen the ad on crypto, one of the crypto ads? Yeah. <laughs> the, the guy on TV goes, I'm a millionaire, and he's running around, everything's lighting up, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, I'm not a millionaire, and right. everything goes away. <laughs> oh, I'm a millionaire, and it's like, it was an ad for investing into crypto. Yeah, it yeah, it's 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 kind of nuts. I I don't know I don't know much about it. I don't follow it. I have a I have a couple of friends who are in it and yeah, it is kind of a volatile thing. They don't really talk about it. I think it's because that's how volatile it is up and down all around, you know. Um and uh but yeah, I think you're right. Hard assets, there's a lot of people that are considering those right now because of, you know, everything that's going on and 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 will there be a correction, you know, a major correction? Um, or not. So it, it's, it's, there's a lot of things up in the air right now. So, um, down here, the same thing. I mean, if we have a house on the market, um, and, and it's, you know, I mean, we have to, we have to bring in the, the relative, um, terms, right? I mean, it has to be within, you know, the wheelhouse of where it's going to sell. Because if people are going to shoot the moon and agents are doing it with them, it's still not going to sell. I still there's still some houses on here that have had price reductions down here, but they started way too high. Um, so that, but relatively speaking, if something is priced in the right range, it, it's going to sell and it's probably going to get multiple offers. Um, and and I'm curious. So now it's February. You know, it's February here, and. I'm curious that uh, this this is going to be another busy, busy month for us down here, um, and, and I haven't been down here long enough to, to gauge when that market sort of slows down, whether it's you know April or whether it's the end of March. But uh, I've been kind of gauging you know the activity, and um, yeah, we'll see what happens. So all's all's good here, Gary. We are uh, we are at a break time here, so folks, you're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and we will be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here. Gary, why don't you shout out your phone number here? I'm at 218-390-0615. 
And Jim, I'm still looking for houses for buyers up here. Um, although one of the buyers I've been you know, talking about here, they were able to secure a property last week. So they're no longer in the marketplace. Um, they're, they're happy. But uh, I still have a couple of active buyers that are that are looking, and they've been looking, for, you know, for the last year. So if you have any type of housing, anything water, riverfront, land, anything like that, give me a shout, uh, 218-390-0615. All right, and uh, my phone number down here in Florida is 218-348-7653. Okay, Gary, let's talk about interest rates. Well, um, there's no question, Jim. They've they've gone up. Yeah. Um, the um, they they're still stable as they were the last time that we were on the air. The 30-year conventional fixed rate is at 3.99 percent. The the FHA 30-year term, Jim, is at 4.625 percent, and the 30-year term for a VA loan, that's the military member loan. That's at four and a half percent. Yeah. So there's no question these rates have gone up. I mean, these FHA and VA loans have just skyrocketed, you know, to where they were just, you know, you go back six months. And so there's certainly been a shift in this market, this mortgage interest rate market. Um, Conventional loans, I mean, if you're going to get a 15 year or 20 year, you can still get, uh, you know, very good rates. The uh, 15 year term is under 3% still. So, um, yeah, but you know, for for what we're seeing in this marketplace, whew, there's been a shift. But that, I think the interesting thing about it, when you mention this to people, and you you know, you talk about people, especially buyers, when you're when you're talking with them, and the cost of of you know being involved when you make an offer, you're going to be in multiple offer situations, competition. You're going to have to pay more than they're asking. The um, uh, and then you you throw into the equation like the accelerated interest rates um the last couple buyer consultations i've done it doesn't phase them anymore it doesn't bother them you know it's like oh okay all right the interest rates are up and i'm like yeah they're up almost a percent over they were well what they were a year ago yeah i can i can see that i think that the um um the thing that to pay attention to is is those kinds of people pay attention when it's a drastic difference you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there I find aren't paying attention at all to the interest rates, even though, you know, when they're looking to um, to, to, to buy a home, um, that's one of the big, biggest things that they start to look at. So that sticker shock comes into play when it's a big change, you know. So when it goes up gradually like this, it just doesn't seem to affect them as much. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I still think that there's a mindset. I, I think some of the people that are marginal to begin with as buyers, they're going to get priced out of the market. And what that equates to is, as percentage, I have no idea. But there's going to be people that are just going to be priced out of the market because they have too much debt. They, they were marginal to begin with, and these higher right. interest rates are, are just not going to allow them to get a mortgage. But people that want to buy a home, I don't think the mortgage interest rates are as much of a concern as we might think that they are. And I, I think that right now, uh, one, the biggest issue and well, maybe not the biggest issue, but I would think one of the top issues out there, people that have 
maybe moved. I know in our area specific anyways, they moved into the area. You know, we've had some people that have moved into the area that are from the area and maybe have been renting. And rents up here are very expensive. Um, I think they just want to yeah. have a home. I want They want their own place. They're ready to buy. They know the turf. And they're just, just want to get home. You know, that's what we want. That's what our goal is. And, you know, oh, the interest rates are up. Okay, great. You know, wow, you know. Oh, we got to pay, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars over the list price just to, you know, be able to have a chance to get the house. Oh yeah, that's fine. You know, whatever we got to do. And so I think there's somewhat of that, that mindset that's going on that they don't care. They just, they're, they're, they want to, they want a house. They want to get in the house. I think yeah. we've seen some of that. And I, and I think you're right about the rents. The rents are having a huge impact um, on on how people feel about a house payment, you know. So yeah, that's a that's a point that I didn't that I didn't even think about. But you're very correct on that one, you know. So it's very that's very alive down here where the rents are going up so much that that house payment that they're looking at doesn't look so bad after all. So yeah, um, but it, it's just um, let's hope that the interest rates kind of stay where they are, and uh, you know that our market will be uh, very busy coming the spring. Well, I think if if there's any predictions that are going to happen, and you got to remember, you go back to last year when all these expert economists predicted that they were going to go up last year to the in the neighborhood of four and a half percent. I think that we could be on the threshold of starting to see these interest rates get into that um, you know realm of, of of that level. I mean, I think I think you could see these conventional thirty year terms, you know, go you know get into that four and a half percent range and you're not far from the FHA and VA being at 5%. No, you're not. Yeah, you're not. I mean, they're on the downside of 5% right now. And we haven't seen those interest rates. You go back to pre-housing recession stuff. You just haven't seen them in forever. But I think that the 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 quantitative easing, the, the government pumping money into everybody over the last 10, 12 years, I think that's coming to an end. And oh, so yeah. I think you're going to see some of these, you know, look at the price of gas, look at what's going you know, on with that right now. Uh, and, and watching the, ten, the, the yield on the 10-year bonds, which really are, are the gauge of mortgage interest rates, it's skyrocketed to where it was. It's, a, it's almost a, a percent and a half more than what it was when we were talking about this a little over a year ago. So... There's been some significant shifts in those markets, Jim, and what it means for real estate, it just simply means it's going to cost more money. Your buying power as a buyer is going to go down, but I still think that the, the market is strong enough and the energy is still in the marketplace and the buyers are still out there. And so I don't think it's going to affect the numbers all that much at this point. Well, and I think the other thing for, for um, our audience to remember is that if you're, if you're trying to find the, the, the rates that are currently out there, it's best to call your, you know, your local lender or your local realtor to find out what the truth is. Because when you, when you try to search for interest rates on the Internet, um, there's a lot of teaser rates out there that come up for some reason. And, um, you know, you can, you can – Gary, you and I know that if the rate is at 3.2 – Right, you can prepay the lender to bring that rate down over the long haul of the loan. 
So, you know, and it's called points. So when, when you see it, if the rate is 3.2 right now, you know, kind of a national average and your rate's going to be 2.75, you know, you got to look into the cost because you might be paying up front to buy that rate down. And um, so there's a lot of information that um, you can't get on the Internet or not the complete story, correct? Um, so you just got to well, pay attention. I think it's- yeah, and I always think it's best to stick with your local people, whatever market it is. I mean, I think that's always favorable. But the other thing to remember here too, Jim, is one of the things that we really haven't heard of recently is the adjustable rate mortgage. Right. Um, we just haven't heard that term. And we that used to be uh, prevalent throughout our business, you know, leading up to the housing recession. So... I think if we get into an environment to where these interest rates start to go up and they get 5%, 5% or more like that, I think you're going to start to, to hear the uh, the term, the adjustable rate mortgages come back into play because I think that yeah. they're attractive. Um, but I think you have to be very cautious and very careful with them and understand what those are. I don't think we're there yet and, and maybe we won't get there, but I think if we do get into an environment where, where these interest rates start to go up significantly, that you could start to see these adjustable rate mortgages come back into play, and um, um, you know, to, and that will allow more people to buy homes. You know, if you can, if you can, you know, if, they, if you have an adjustable rate mortgage. But we all know that the big issue was how much they can adjust. Right. Yeah. Over exactly. the term, and that's what you really have to be careful of. Well, so I think if they come out with a new product where you know it can't adjust you know, 6% over the life of it or at any given time, you know, as rates go up, I think if there's some more regulations on those things, they, they, that could be an interesting mortgage product should these rates go up. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and, and, and as one final warning to, uh, you know, don't believe everything you see on the interest, on the, on the interest rates online is um, just because I was searching, now I've got a pop-up on there that says, you know, your rate will be, <laughs> will be 2.03%. Well, no, it won't. I mean, not without upfront costs or not without, you know, so that's, it's just not true. Um, you know, and that was for a 30 year fixed. So, um, yeah, folks, just, uh, take the, the internet's a great source of information, but, uh, some of the, some of the stuff is, um, you know, it's just kind of a, it's a ploy to get you to click through onto their site, you know, and, you know, you you eventually end up adding more and more information as you just try to find out what the average rate is around. So it's best to call your your local lender. All right, Gary. Jim. Um, um, let, let's move into. I, I know we got another big big topic to talk about, but before we get there, um, I found this one interesting article that I found online, and I know that you also had read it. And it says anatomy of a BS real estate listing. And then it says tricks that, you know, we all fall for. And some of them are correct and some of them are just um, just out of this world. Um, it, it says sometimes the photos, there's a lot of effort made into um, only taking photos that enhance the look of the property. Um, and they don't take photos of like, um, you know, some defects that are obvious or some rooms that, that look like they're a little bit more dank than the other ones. Um, and, and then as far as those pictures go too, uh, it, it's kind of against the rules down here 
but you can't you can't Photoshop them too much. Although I know uh, agents are doing it. You know, um, if you've got a beautiful picture of the house, and you know by the by the front garage door is the garbage can, and you want to you want to get rid of that, well, yeah, you could Photoshop that out. I don't I don't have any problem with that. But when these people are going in there and they're 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 changing the entire look of of an entire room, they're virtually staging it, and then they don't announce what they've done. Um, it, it makes it it makes it very hard for the average consumer and and even us to tell what's really going on in that house, you know. So um, yeah, the, the way they put it is more Photoshop than the Kardashians, which I thought was a funny line, you know. Um, but is is that is photoshopping? I, I don't know in the in the board up there. Is that frowned upon? Is there a is there a rule? I'm not. I, I, there could be. I'm not aware of one. I, I will say this. I think buyers in the marketplace, and this has got to be one of their top complaints when we walk into these houses. Like, oh wow, the pictures on the online. This house just doesn't look like the pictures. What did they do? You know, and you walk into these houses and you hear that comment a lot from people, you right. know, and, and so I think that the, the, you know, one of the biggest issues is, you know, the use of the fisheye lens or the wide. Right. Yep. That's one of them wide here lens. too. Yep. And, you know, and, and I use a wide photo lens because it, it's, it just allows me to get more perspective in a house and, it's not anything like you're trying to hide in anything like that. But I have some rules, Jim, when I take photos of a house. Like if there's trash cans and stuff outside, I don't. I will never take a, a picture of a house with the trash cans outside. Even if I have to go and move them myself, I will go yeah. put them in the garage. I will tell the, the sellers, you know, yep. we can't have these things. Cars in the driveway, those types of things are just, to me, big no-nos. You want these houses looking neutral. Uh, you know, so I think those are big pictures. The other thing I thing I think is like very important, and this just happened. I was just in a house this week, and I'm like, I'm looking through the pictures online. I'm like, oh man, people don't start to neutralize their house. They don't take their photos off the wall of their family. They don't do any of that stuff. And so you're taking pictures of the interior of these houses, and you got all your personal pictures up. You got your little, you know, personal whatever. To me. That once you decide you're going to sell your house, you go from a homeowner to a home seller. You kind of have to shift the way you think about your home because you're going to have many people looking at these photos online and then you're going to have a lot of people coming into your house. So getting your lifestyle and start to pack that up, I think, is something that is important to do in these pictures um, because it, it just it, people begin to focus on that stuff instead of like, hey, we're trying to see ourselves in this house. And so I always look at that stuff and say, when I'm listing a house, you know, can we neutralize this and can we take your personal stuff down? And some people, you know, I, I think they get surprised by that, but I think uh, I think at the end of the day, they understand it as well. Right, and I think that um, in a lot of instances too, and they, they do say this, you know, it's a seller's market, so agents don't even have to try anymore. To a to a point, that's true, but I, I think more than more than that, we have to try more because of the multiple offers. But more than that, I see agents leaving out things that are um, negative about the house that need to be disclosed. 
And we have seen that down here. And there has been some, um, I, I wouldn't call it continuing education, but um, there have been a lot of strong articles that come out through our MLS from the legal department and saying, listen, you have to disclose you know, what you see and what you know is going wrong. Because a lot of these people are opting out of inspections. And so they're then just right. stuck with it. And that would just scare the heck out of me as an agent and as the seller of that property to let it go like that. So, you know, there's a lot of other things in here that, that they come up with. But I think that that's one of the, that's one of the biggest ones. Um, and then, you know, people covering things up. And, you know, as an agent, a lot of times we can tell that something's been covered up. But the average buyer might not be that savvy. So it is our job, right. you know, and I think out of this whole article, that's the that's the number one point. Um, and then remember, remember the photoshopping. The worst case down here, Gary, is a builder. Um, and this is just an example of what happens a lot. A builder will build a house and then they're going to build the same model again, some other lot. They'll take pictures of that house when it's done. And then when they only have a bare lot that they own or that they've purchased, and they want to resell that house, they use those pictures. So I've had buyers drive by there and go, there's no house there. And I'm like, yeah, you know, and you got to be aware that these builders are just kind of filling in some of those, um, some of those uh, spaces with a house that doesn't exist. And that's frowned upon down here too, but it still happens. Yeah, or they put these um, blueprints online, you know, they'll yeah. put the pictures of, of the proposed house, that type of stuff. Yeah, you know, we've certainly seen that up here as well, new construction. All right, Gary, we've got to take a break here. Folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show, and hang in there. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Rodney and Gary Callagher here from REMAX. Folks, if you want to buy a property or sell a property down here in Florida, you can get a hold of me at 218-348-7653. And Gary... I can be reached at 218-390-0615, and I'm licensed in both Minnesota and Wisconsin up here in the Twin Ports. So if you're looking here or over across the bridge, um, I can help you with that. All right, Gary, we got to talk about we got to talk about the central site up on top of the hill. It looks like um, from what was published in the paper, wow, quite the development, huh? Wow. Well, I had a, I was able to talk to our uh, resident commercial guru and central building sites, Greg Fulmer here. Uh, I actually have a transaction going on with him, so I've been in communication with him quite a bit. And um, uh, he's he's got some interesting things going on. The old central, he's he wants to come on the show probably in, in the next week or two. And uh, by then, the old central building should be closed. But there, you know, I'm not going to spill the beans on something that's going on, but I'll let him tell us when he comes on. But an interesting issue came up with that building that, uh, as, as we were talking about, I'm like, yeah, you just never know in real estate. There's always a curveball oh, yes. or something. So I can only but, imagine. Uh, <laughs> I could come up with probably a hundred different things. <laughs> well, I think you'll enjoy what, All right. if, if he's, if he's able to talk about it, I don't know. But, um, uh, Jim, yeah, the over the hill central. My gosh, the, there was a rendering drawing of the uh, proposed housing development that they're going to be putting up there uh, with the new the new owners, which are which are the same owners that are buying the old central, the Saturday Properties people. And uh, I, when I saw this picture in the news tribune, I was I just 
just fell over because I think we've all been waiting to see what what the, the use of this is going to be here. And, and uh, uh, to see what they're planning up there is just simply astounding that uh, this housing development is going to be so massive and uh, so incredible. I just don't know. Uh, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited about it. And uh, uh, it'd be interesting to talk to Greg, you know, once we get Greg on here um, to see how this thing is evolving. But it sounds like they're going to do this in several phases. This isn't going to be like, hey, we're going to do this and we're going to jump right in and do all this stuff all at once. It's, they're going to do this uh, in several phases over several years. And so once everything is in place and they buy it, I mean, they're going to start this process of building this housing community up there. And um, there was there was an interesting point in this article that, you know, because they talked about retail. Are you going to have some retail up there? I think that that's always been a big thing. And and they're not going to from from what I can gather. And it's simply because of the access. Right. Basically, there's that that one access going in there is a back entrance to it off of blackman avenue oh i wasn't aware of that okay yeah there is and it's always been there but i don't think they're going to develop that because i think that the it's somewhat it's not an undeveloped road but as you get back in there and you go in towards the antenna farm um it it, it becomes undeveloped and so um it, it sounds like they're not going to develop that road back there, but there is a road back there, but they're going to primarily use that front road uh, off of central entrance. So I think this is super exciting news for the Twin Ports and ultimately how this develops and goes on. I mean, oh, wow, it'd be just floored. Yeah, I mean, and what is it, like over 400 homes, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah. they're saying... Uh, uh, 443 housing units yep. that they're going to have up there. Oh, yeah, units. Okay, so so there's going to be some multi. Is there going to be? It's not all single family, right? Well, Who I knows? don't know yet. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think got, based yeah. on the got, picture, yeah. it looks like I, I think this is going to be what they call cluster housing. I think there's yeah. going to be some single family homes, but but I think there's also going to be townhomes, right? And you know styles, what? It, apartment type style stuff. Yeah, and and. <laughs> And that is what's needed, you know, um, you know, because you've got a but lot of people. Can you imagine that... living up there? Can you imagine having a residence up there? And every day, you know, if you if you're lucky enough to have one of these units that are going to be facing the lake, that you get to look at this spectacular view that's going to be up there. Right. And 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 not only that, Jim, you got to remember, you're going to get the most eastern sunrises that you have. And you're going to get the most Western sunsets. You're going to get the whole spectrum of that. Right. And then you're going to be able to look West and see the St. Louis river. You're going to be able to see as far out as Fond du Lac and, and as far East as, as uh, you know, you, you can see out there the Lester river and, and the horizon right. across now, this... the lake. You'll be able to see over to Ashland, <laughs> maybe not yeah. Ashland, but Port wing or whatever. And, uh, um, well, you'll certainly be able to see all of the ship, you know everything going on um, down below Canal the Park. Fireworks, can you beaches, imagine fireworks, yeah, everything. I got a question for you though, Gary. So when you were going to school there, was there ever a time when the uh, school bus had a hard time getting up the hill because of snow? I don't ever remember that. I think I, I think city buses were going up there too at the time, right? But I, I don't. Um, I actually took the school bus going to that. 
And uh, I don't, I don't, Jim, that was in the early seventies. <laughs> right. But I'm just, so they, My I mind mean, doesn't go back that road that is, that road is going to work in, except <laughs> oh, if the weather is the most foul, you know, I know, I know. I agree with you. Yeah. And, uh, it, you know, when you start getting full-time residents that live up there, yeah, we'll have to see what kind of a challenge that's going to be. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, you know that the uh, the equipment and and to get people up and out of there and back down again, that's going to be one of the priorities. You know, to get that clear, I would think as far as the city goes. But yeah, that'll be interesting. It it certainly is nice to see the development coming along like that. Um, pretty cool plan, I thought. Well, we'll uh, hopefully Greg will have some more insight to this. And uh, <clears throat> the other thing I'm hopeful, and I've heard this, I'm not sure how true it is, but. Uh, that the developer is going to allow uh, some of the old central people that went to that school have one last walkthrough of it oh. prior to them, uh, you know, doing what they're going to do out there. So I hope they they follow through on that and uh, they let us take a, one final walk through there. Right now, and I don't, I'm sure this is probably premature too. I didn't read the article. But when they do get this development going, are they going to allow other builders in there? Or is this just going to be all their project? I would imagine this is their this okay. is their their baby. This is their development. Yep. Not the, spending uh, that kind of money to send it to share it. I guess. Yep, I got it. They're okay. going to be they're they're going to become a pretty familiar name here over the next few years with the development of the old central into housing apartment units, yeah. and then the development of this into housing units. We're going, to, we're going to come to know the Saturday properties pretty well in this community, and uh, they're going to be making a substantial investment uh, you know, in the Duluth market oh, here and when, I'll it, tell when you, it comes I, to housing. I'm watching these developments go up down here. Um, crazy, crazy numbers of houses that they're building, and uh, there is a lot of employment that's going to be coming because of that. You know, Because they're not going to just start on one house and go. They're going to start on many units at once and then once they get rolling you know you'll just be able to see you know from from bare ground to to footings poured to basement in to frame up i mean you're just going to watch it you know finally to completed house and uh it's it, it seems like it takes so long but then you go back a couple months later and you go wow <laughs> look how far they've come are you are what what's kind of the price point are you able if somebody wanted to move down there into yeah. that market gym and they're building new construction are you able to to buy a house? I've heard some some stories. They build these gated communities. They put double white homes on them, and you can get reasonably priced homes down there. You know, for in the two hundred thousand dollar range, is that true? Well, no, not anymore. Um, and and maybe that'll come back again, but you know, um, it's unlikely that you're going to be able to do that. First of all, the double wide mobile homes, even you know, even the the lowest rung of that ladder. You know, you got to remember that th- those prices have gone up 30, 35% as well as, you know, just right along with the construction. So there are still signs up here, you know, on these, some of these developments that say, you know, starting from the 225s. And, and you can go into every single one of them and, oh, yeah, that sign is outdated, you know, um, and it's, it's significantly higher. Um, so, I mean, I would say your, your entry level to, to have a new, you know, double wide, you know, on a lot is probably closer to 300,000 and it depends on where you land. If you want to do a, and, and they don't really do stick built here. They do, they do block construction mostly, you know, everything's on a slab. Um, you know, you're looking closer to, you know, 425, 450 to start, um, so it's it's a little pricey right now, but I would think it's mostly 
obviously it's because they can sell them, you know, for that that number. But also the the materials cost has really impacted, um, you know, what's going on. I I've, I've had people that were in line to have their house built. It should be done by now, but as it is, they're just getting started on it because of the materials that they couldn't get. You know, these guys were sitting idle um, and, and working on, on sort of old projects to fill up for a while before they could get all their stuff. So, you know, it's the, the supply chain definitely has a, a huge impact on um, what, the, what these prices are going for. So, or houses, I should say. Yeah. Well, um, and then you, it, you know, if you add in, you know, tariffs, you know, on Canadian lumber up there, that it, it just all trickles down, you know, to here. And then if you have, uh, like, we had the we had the big tornado come in um, through the Midwest, and we've had these fires uh, on and off out in California, and all these natural disasters just eat up so much of the materials um, that you know I can go into Home Depot down here and and. and and they're they're bare on a lot of the wood products or or close to it, you know. So yeah, it's 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 a real thing. Well, Gary, listen, that brings us right to the end of our break here. So, folks, we're going to take a break. We'll come back here and wrap it up in just a minute. So hang in there. Hey, welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronding and Gary Callagher here from Remax. All right, Gary. Um, Let's talk about some Twin Ports stats. Jim, in the uh, Duluth area, we uh, currently have 68 active listings. This is the whole market. Um, this goes from Carleton up to Two Harbors and all points in between. Uh, there's 68 active listings. So far this year in this marketplace, we've sold 98 homes. And we have 111 properties that are pending or waiting to close. Uh, Duluth has only 20 active listings, Jim. Hard to believe, but that's that's the number. Cloquet has t- six active listings. Yeah. Those, I, I, those numbers are actually not hard to believe anymore. <laughs> you know? Well, they're so low, you know? Right. When you look so at the low, sold it's data. So, it's so common. You know, Duluth so far has sold 59 homes, and the average sale price is $257,000. Uh, Cloquet has sold 14 homes. With an average sale price of two hundred and thirty-three thousand, Hermantown has sold two homes. Average sale price of two forty—I'm sorry, three hundred forty-six thousand. Proctor's doing well so far this year. They've sold six homes with an average sale price of one hundred and fifty-eight thousand. So some decent value out there. And uh, uh, when you look at the pending numbers, Duluth has sixty-two houses pending or waiting to close. Very similar price point of two hundred fifty-seven thousand. Uh, we don't know what the actual close price is because we haven't uh, they haven't closed yet. But uh, Cloquet has ten pending listings, and uh, Hermantown has four. So it's shaping up to be an, another active market here in the Twin Ports, Jim. You know when you look at the numbers and the um, uh, all all you know uh, all indications are is that it's going to be another active market when you look across the bridge in superior they have nine active listings jim and they've sold 19 houses so far in this in the city of superior um in the city of superior itself has uh an average sale price of 168.5 so far this year 
and there are 18 pending properties over across the bridge waiting to close. So that's going to be another healthy market across the bridge. I think they're going to see numbers that they haven't seen. I think last year was a record year uh, for the superior market, you know, with uh, with single family units. So Twin Ports, Jim, is just doing very well in, in, as far as the real estate goes. And, and the surrounding areas, you know, you're talking about Cloquet, Proctor, Esco, Carlton, Two Harbors, Knight River, Cotton, you know, as we go north. Right. And and all, all points in between. So um, the Northland has um, uh, an, uh, an abundance of natural resources that people love and they expect it to stay strong. And those things to be very important to people. Well, and I also think that when you look at, you know, these numbers and these values going up, um, people are willing to commute, you know, because yes. when all else fails, you know, we're going to have to move outside, you know, the, the heavy market in order to find a house that we can afford. And then I'm going to have to drive, you know, 20 miles one way to work. I mean, that just, that happens. It's hap- It happens here as well. Um, you know, so it's, it's a little bit of a challenge for some of them, but, you know, um, they figure out a way. All right, Gary, why don't you give out your phone number one last time? I'm at 218-390-0615. All right. And here you can reach me in Florida, 218-348-7653. Folks, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Jim, and Go ahead. I don't know how much time we have, but we got a Super Bowl this weekend. What's oh. your prediction? Oh, um, I don't know. I like both teams. I mean, I like both quarterbacks. Um, my prediction, though, is going to be that it's going to be the Rams. I'm with you. I'm picking the Rams to win. And uh, home field advantage, I don't know, you know, but and they have I such want, a, they I have want a, Matthew Stafford. Matthew yeah. Stafford deserves a, a Super Bowl, yeah, and huge that's fan. really why. And they I have a ferocious defense, so we'll see. Incredible. All right, we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for tuning in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Have a great week.